We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. Are you the fan. I've done research. I've done research, Mr. Morang. Go on. You blew my mind when you said, uh, is this the best that all three New York teams have been? Um, we have got Buffalo at 5-1, and one, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets at 4-2, and two, and the New York football Giants at 5-1. and one. I went back and I checked football reference. I, have, I found three seasons in which they were all 500 or better. Um, actually, only one season, 1981, all three were over 500. The Jets were 10, 5, and 1. The Bills were 10, and 6, and the Giants mm. were 9, and 7. Other than that, you have 1998, where the Jets went 12, and 4, the Bills 10, and 6, and the Giants 8, and 8. 93, the Jets were 8, and 8, Bills 12, and 4, Giants 11, and 5. So if if somehow, some way, they can white-knuckle this thing to the end and all be over 500, it very well could be the best year in the state of New York's NFL history. It's insane. It is insane. Like, the second I thought about it, I'm like, there is no way. There is no way they've all been good at the same time. Uh, no. <clears throat> no, and it, I mean, it really is hard, though, with the Jets and the Bills in the same division. It is, but... but- you, it can happen. Yeah, you can have a good team. You, you can have two good teams in a year. Because the a Patri- lot of teams. Because the Patriots sucked for 30 years. I know everybody who's under the age of 30 doesn't realize that, but the Patriots time. were the one of the worst franchises in professional sports yeah. in their first 30 years. Yeah, it was bad. They, they were not good. They were not good. But uh, that is your little, it. little bit of New York football. I'm sure nobody will beat you over the head with how good the New York teams are. Moving forward, I may not have. I, I probably shouldn't have said it out loud because now every New York based media organization is like, you know what? He's got a point. <gasps> They're actually good. We're going to do this. But you know what team is the best in the NFLs right now? Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles, 6 and 0. And last night, Nick Sirianni and Eagles, uh, they ended the run of dominance by Cooper Rush, handing him his first loss as a starter you know, on Sunday Night Football in a game that, boy, having Philly in six and a half. It was a journey, but never a doubt. They had that thing locked up all the way to the end, huh? Hum, babe. Uh, they, they did look like they had that game under control, which was kind of terrifying. It, it, betting does something weird to you mm-hmm. in that, like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching that game, and I'm like, no, you better not lose this. They were going to win no matter yeah, what. But they were up 23, and you're like, oh, easy cover, baby. Easy with the cover. Yeah. But then at the end of it, I'm like, "Are the is Mike McCarthy really going to kick this field goal? Is he 
he, he's doing it. He's good kicking this field. I was like, if he makes this, I'm going to be so mad. No, went wide right, and all is right in the world. You got a first down. You pick up a first down. The cover gods. And everything everything is working out in your favor. All things coming up uh, covers for I, the Eagles. I, I've got to dive into this. Okay. That d- final scoring drive for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The I, final scoring drive? Yes. For them to march down the field, optioning. The Cowboys to death. Yeah. Was insane to see. Yeah. Well, in the run and the pass game. Like, because that, that Devontae Smith uh, touchdown. Everything was an option. Everything was an option. They read it perfectly, and Dallas was like uh, Diggs. Trevon Diggs threw his helmet at the end of that because the, that is the most frustrating thing you could possibly do is that they'll say, one of you guys will be undisciplined and we will find him. And Jalen Hurts did it, man. The Eagles are scary. They're scary good. They're they're. We talk about the Bills being as good as they are. The Bills are more. What's the word? Uh, destructive in how they go go about things. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are more methodical. Yeah, I typically tend to to trust methodical more. I just and it's so weird how they're able to do it too. To where. Jalen Hurts has had his 300-yard passing. He's had a couple of them. Um, I think the, the the very first week one, he threw for like 300 yards against Minnesota in, in that one, which is looking more and more impressive now. Um, but last night, he didn't. they didn't need him to throw for 300 yards. He had like 150 yards passing. And for him to be in that much command and really have – Making we, the decisions. We will take whatever the defense yeah. gives us as a whole. Like, not just as Jalen Hurts being the quarterback distributing the ball, but as a whole, it is whatever it takes this week is is how we're going to attack it. I give a ton of credit to it because there's a lot of coaches and a lot of quarterbacks that have the ego that say, no, I need my put, it, put it on me. I, I need my number. Let Russ cook. <laughs> Instead of let my team win, and that's what Jalen Hurts wants to do. And here's the, here's the insane thing. There's somebody right now in Los Angeles who is like, oh, sure, now you run the option. <laughs> Chip Kelly's going to be looking at this like, you got to be. Because that, you shut up. It looked, it reminded me of Chip Kelly, Oregon Ducks. Mm. The, they just said, oh, you're going to crash down on the edge? Fine. Quarterback's going to keep. Oh, you're going to suck up with your linebackers? Cool. I'm going to drop this behind you. They oh. literally optioned the Cowboys the entire length of the field, and I have never seen that successful well, in the NFL. They do. They were doing it with their best player, too, in Micah Parsons at times. where He was the read. That he was, the, was the, all right, if you're going to play with hair on fire, we have a, a, an option for that. Yeah. And it, it was, it was an, a refreshing look at that. Maybe they just saw the drama in college football and were like, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that too. But the most I- inspiring thing of all of it was there was that little dust up with um, David Douglas's own Osa Digizua. Not happy. Who got finished over the pile by uh, Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles in the waning moments of that game. And Odigizua, very accomplished. I think he was a multiple time state champion wrestler, if I'm correct. Mm hmm. He did the double leg takedown of Jason Kelsey and started a little brouhaha there at the end at the end of that game. And Nick Sirianni that led Nick Sirianni to after, you know, picking up the clinching first down and having this thing end, he dropped a that's game F U. 
across towards the uh, I mean it was more like generally it wasn't Addo Diggy Zua specifically it, but in his general direction it was like in the general like hey Dallas that's game FU and one thing that I love about Nick Sirianni and I'm I'm getting on board with him a little bit more boy he was rough out of the gate this is his reason why he said that and I love the honesty from a head coach when he says why he's he's looking at the opposing sideline saying that's game F you. I'm always going to stick up for our guys. You saw me, right, you may have saw me in the Jets game this preseason and they hit Jalen laid out of bounds and I reacted very similar. And so there, you know, there, it was, I'm sure we weren't angels in that, in that confrontation right there, right? I'm sure that we had something to do with that a little bit as well. Um, and there was a little scu- a scuffle right there and I'm just, I'm just going to stick up for our guys. That's, that's just who I am. Uh, um, I love these guys. This, these are my. This is my family, right? I got a great family at home. I got great parents. I got a great wife. I got great kids. I got great brothers. Um, but this is my other family, right? And so, just like when my brother's team was zero and two to start off, and, and somebody was making fun of my brother when I was in sixth grade, and he was when he was a senior, and I stuck up for him in that scenario. I'm gonna stick up for my guys in this scenario, and. I know they know I got their back. I know they got my back, and that's what a team is. I love being a part of a team, right? It's so special, right? I'm 41 years old, and I'm still part of a team. I mean, that's that's unbelievable, and that's a great feeling. I love Nick Sirianni. Like, hey, like, and that that is genuine. You saw what what he did in the game was genuine when they scored the final touchdown, and he did his like you kick in fist pump at the same time. He is genuine and he is loyal. And you see kind of that's the way that his Eagles team plays. I thought he was a lunatic when they first hired him. He had well, the, he was. Of, he had one of the worst opening pressers of all time. But the way that he and this franchise have kind of bought all in and it's pretty special what he's got going on in Philadelphia. I mean, he said he's flat out said as much that, hey, you know, everybody's learning. Everybody's getting better. He knew his first game press conference. I mean, it was... Brutal, uh, it was it was brutal. It was brutal, dude. But also, it wasn't a uh, Dan Campbell kind of brutal, like biting off people's kneecaps. Where you're like, ah, it's kind of fun. It was. You get done with the Sirianni one, you're like, this guy's not going to last him, like two weeks. No, he dude. reminded me of uh, Will Arnett from when he did his interview on The Office, mm-hmm. where he's like, I have systems in place. Yeah, systems. Well, I can't tell you the plan because if I told you the plan, then you would have the plan, and the plan is the plan. That was Nick Sirianni's A lot of opener. circular logic. Oh, it, was, it was awful. It was very hard yeah, to watch. Russ, can you search to see if we have that in the system? Is, is Nick Sirianni's opening press conference? Because I would love to see if we have that available to us. I will take a look. Uh, um, and we will get to that maybe it, when we get back. Um, 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. This is Danny and Dusty. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Nick Sirianni, head coach of the 6-0 Philadelphia Eagles. We believe Rust has found the audio that we are looking for. To be to, to, to like just paint a picture of how impressive it is that they are 6-0. This was Nick Sirianni when he was hired as the Eagles head coach. First time in front of the people. Your home for or- oh. Give me a second here. We got it. Yeah. 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 Hang on, I gotta. Pay no attention for stalling for time. Do you go the same elevator music? Yeah. Are we? Yeah, hang on. Sorry there. Here we go. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team. That we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're going to... We're gonna know. We're gonna have systems in place that are easier to learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against, or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over. But we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place to do so. <laughs> Okay, so um, as someone who quite literally had to do this from from the jump at 17 years old in the military, when you have to get up in front of people and give a presentation about an entire group of something mm. and you are not prepared to do it, yeah, it sucks. And it sucks something fierce. Because you can be 
incredibly well skilled and taught and your knowledge base can be through the roof. But until you've gotten up there and done that, been the face of it, if you want to look at it locally, Joe Cronin struggled in his first couple of press conferences to like mm-hmm. get across who he is. Ooh, Blazer season starts this week. There's Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, 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 we've got guests and stuff already Wednesday. lined up. But I say all of this because there's you do need practice like anything else, and some people are better at it than others. Mm. I, I tend to believe Belichick does what he does because he's actually not good at press conferences. So you yeah. you know your wheelhouse of what you do well, which is dry wit. Yeah. And, and you just stick to that small window. In Cleveland, apparently he was more open and he got burnt. But he got burnt. It's exactly like, and he's you, like mm, nope. But you learn anymore. Sirianni, he clearly has not been somebody who has spoken outside of a locker room. Uh no. Ever. <laughs> but if you listen to what he did say there, I was writing things down. They are smart. Mm-hmm. Like he he has built a smart yes. football team, and he said it'll be easy for us, but it'll be hard for our opponents. Think That's exactly what they did to Dallas last night. Yeah, think about it. They Listen, were options and RPOs, are, and they're easy for us. We got five reads, you. but you've got to stop five things every play. And that is, so he wasn't wrong. It was just very awkward the way that he said it all. And to Nick Sirianni, credit to him. He's got that team playing so well. And this text says, are you taking the Eagles or the field from the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl? Oh, I'll, I'll always take the field in that situation. Just because the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. So, um, with that being said, Eggles, really good and in the driver's seat. That's a huge win. That's a huge win for them on uh, You're fully- on Sunday night because now 6-0, and that is a big lead that they have. The only thing that is um, tough is the team nipping on their heels, the New York Giants. They don't play them until I think it's December is the first time that they play Philly. They play their uh, New York. Yep, December 11th. And so that is a And then they close the time. season with them. But at that point, Things I mean, are- the Giants may have fallen apart yeah. by now. But that that's a big win for uh, Philly just because – when Dak gets back and healthy, they are going to be in a far better place. So, this will be a, this is going to be a really interesting run down the stretch because I think there's also this element of you know how the NFL weights the schedules and you look at strength of schedule at the beginning of the season. You're like, oh my goodness, you're Philly. You've got the Steelers. You have the Packers and the Titans on your schedule. Oh my goodness, you have the Saints that are going to be on your schedule this year. What are we looking at? Like the the those teams, those four teams right there are underperforming anything that they've done in the last decade. All four of them, the Titans excluded. But the Tennessee Titans were the number one seed in the AFC a year ago, and that doesn't seem like this immovable force that they have been in the regular season in years past. Like Philly's schedule actually sets up really well for them. It's not incredibly tough moving forward. It is the NFL. I don't think they're going to go 17-0. But they're in the driver's seat for the top spot in the NFC, and they've given themselves a little bit of a cushion there, especially with that win last night. Are you, are you fully buying the Eagles as far as Super Bowl contenders? Yeah, I mean, what I was just saying, like I, like I just said, is that like, uh, I'll always take the field just because it can get weird. But, but I mean, like, they're legitimate. But yeah. you're, you're on the train. They're, they are good on both sides of the football. Yeah. I just don't know. 
preseason, I picked them as my uh, Super Bowl. You you team. did. You did pick them. We, 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 we both looked at you and said, that's a sneaky good pick if it all comes together. I didn't. I thought you were ridiculous. No, we, 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 we both said it was sneaky good because we didn't know about the NFC. You're, you, were, you were very hesitant on Jalen Hurts, as was I. Are you stupid yeah. or something? Oh. Yeah, that's my question. Wow. Uh, you did. You have the... Well, you have the Eagles beating the Rams in the NFC Championship game and then uh, the Bills beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Boy, you're not that far off. Booyah. What, you need, what, what this tells me, Rust, is you need to trust your betting picks. Don't go against the grain so much. Yeah, I guess, right? I did go 2-1 this week, though. I'm bad. My, it's my Jaguars. They keep killing me, man. I know. They got me, too. I bought into it. I think I've, I think I've correctly picked one of their games so far this season. Hmm. Monsters. All right. Well... I think all of us went two and one. We all went two and one. Yeah. Yeah. Two and one across the board. That's good. That's a good week of betting. Mm -hmm. All right. You know what I learned yesterday? It is only a 15 hour drive from Buffalo to Kansas City. Next on the fan. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. You know, football is an incredible game when you think of all of the ailments, pain that players play through. Mm -hmm. The whole thing, you know, around Tua and him getting back into a game, we made a lot of it about the people that you need to protect is the players from themselves in a lot of instances with head injuries. More often than not, yes. It goes far beyond that, though, to a lot of other injuries as well. And that was probably the most surprising part about uh, the Bills' 24-20 win over the Kansas City Chiefs is I did not know that, one, um, Kansas City was a 15-hour drive from Buffalo. It seems like it'd be a lot further Drive the thing is, Buffalo. Like, it's because we, we, we see all of the lines from all of the states. So, yeah. it, like, you make because we're on the West Coast, we think of states as bigger. Mm-hmm. States like every state in this country, east of the Mississippi, you could take like 12 of them and stuff them into Oregon. They're all tiny. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I think we forget how far west in western New York Buffalo is. But I mean, even then, it's still not like that. Yeah. Like, 15 hours for like comparison's sake, because 15 hours is like a good drive from Portland to LA. Yes. Yes, and that's how far it is from Buffalo to Kansas City. That's what's crazy to me. The reason why I know that is because the pride of Astoria, Oregon, and Oregon State's own Jordan Poyer was forced to drive from Buffalo to Kansas City in order to play in that game because he has a rib injury and would not be cleared by doctors to fly. Which is weird to me. Is there was there more to that? I've never heard of a rib injury. Being a, well, a cause for concern for for air travel, it's got to be something about the pressurized cabin and being at that altitude. Lungs. Yeah, I don't. It's the only thing I can think of. But it is wild to me, and this is where it comes back to you know the players protecting the the NFLPA and the league need to protect players from themselves in a lot of instances. Is that it is wild to me? Jordan Poyer was not cleared to fly to the game with the team, but he was cleared to play in it. So all he had to do was just find a way to get there. And apparently uh, he, he uh, rented a car service 
that did the whole drive for him. 15 hours. I, I'm assuming it was like a, uh, like one of those Mercedes Sprinter vans or something like that, which are kick-ass inside. Oh, yeah, no, all, all the room, all the luxury. And... Yeah, I have a feeling he was not riding like in the back of a Ford Festiva. No, Jordan, Jordan Poyer's not on a uh, cheap uh, NFL rookie deal. He's yeah. not sitting B in the back seat. No. <laughs> yeah, it's so... It yeah, and the text line at five zero three two five zero ten eighty. The pressurized cabin, uh, it could, with it could lead to a collapse to lung. It has something to do with like your lungs collapsing. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what what it was, but that is to play with that kind of pain and through that kind of pain. I don't think we understand how often that happens with. College and professional. I mean, college guys do it too at the at the highest levels. They are playing through such an incredible amount of pain, and they just gut it out and grind it out and find a way to do it. And they do it at an insanely high level. Think of that. He did that. He played that game with. You have guys playing with like broken ribs. Where hey, one bad hit, you can't fly. It may collapse along, but we'll put the flak jacket on you. Send you out there, and and you're off and on your way. That's crazy. You start thinking about that. I mean, <laughs> Justin Herbert got into his first NFL game because a guy was willing to take an eight inch needle into his ribs. Yeah, that's and it true. went too deep and punctured his lung and collapsed it. Very and, true. And to get a cortisone shot again, speaking from experience, I had a uh, was it seven or eight inch needle shoved into my hip for a cortisone shot to make a flight to Hawaii last year in December so that I could move. I think about two hours. Jordan Poyer. No, no, I was going to say, two hours earlier, Damian Lillard had got a cortisone shot in almost Oops. the same general region you in, and his, Dame. in his abdomen and then went and played basketball. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm saying I'm not there. Oh. I got to get on a plane so that I could deal with the, the, the pain in my hip of being stuck in a plane for yeah. six hours. Jordan Boyer drove 15 hours. Which also, uh, that coincides nicely with the whole idea and what the league is trying to get under wraps right now is they have a prescription drug issue that they've been up against for decades because it's a lot different now than it was before. But back in the day, they used to hand out pain pills like it was candy. And the damage that that has done to a lot of the the players' bodies is, I mean, it. I don't even know if you can – it's incalculable what, what the pain pills have done to the bodies and brains of a, a lot of the former former NFL players. But that's the lengths that they're willing to go. And Jordan Poyer, four tackles yesterday, through all of that, going up against Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the guru offensively that is Andy Reid. How- Incredible. How many shots do you think he got once he got to the stadium? Oh, just one. He probably just got one shot when he got there. Just a turtle? Yeah. Yeah, they'll line him up. Just uh, hop him on the old T train there, the turtle train, <laughs> and they'll be on their way. Yeah. Probably just well, one one good one. Maybe he got, maybe he got a little uh, a booster at halftime because it was so bad. I would imagine in the ribs, yes. Because, I mean, that's every breath. That's every hit. I mean, God. When you get curled up on a hit, man, that's just – I just can't imagine that. Those dudes are nuts. I'll just say it flat out. They're nuts. Well, they sure are. They sure are. But you know what? They get paid a ton of money, and I don't think that there's many regrets from these guys who go out there and do it on Sundays because to them, to them it is all worth it. 
it is all worth it. Um, and for Buffalo, that was a, that was a, that was a huge win. huge win for them. My goodness gracious, it was a huge win. All right, we got one game in Major League Baseball tonight. It is the start of the NBA season as well. We get you set for uh, what's coming up today in uh, on the fan and uh, tonight in sports. Danny and Dusty on the fan. I felt the air rise up in me, kneel down and clear the stone of leaves. I wonder right where you can Danny see. and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. Okay, we are. Uh, this show flew by. We had so much football. I have so much in my notes we haven't even gotten. Oh no, our, our uh, meat on the bone. Like I got, I got three hours of Bailey Zappy talk for you. Oh no, we're not doing that. Oh no. Okay. No. Yeah. No, your 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 yeah, team no. sucks. We're no yeah, longer we're talking. Gonna, we're gonna I, talk I might have to miss tomorrow if we <laughs> do that. We're gonna talk Bailey Zappy and how he's the next great thing. Can mm-hmm. people stop with that, please? Um, fine. Three hours of Marcus Mariota being a Super Bowl quarterback, or uh, Zach Wilson beating his his idol. I do, actually do have thoughts on Green Bay. Green Bay is in trouble. Yeah, no, we can talk about that one for Green sure. Green Bay is in trouble. Wait, maybe we'll do the uh, the panic meter tomorrow. That tracks. Okay, yeah, let's we, do we, the we, panic we, meter. But we didn't get to it on Friday because we were going to preview the panic meter of Ooh. the teams that were two and three that could end up going two and four yeah. and what that meant. But we didn't get to it because we had so much college football. Yeah, panic meter for Mike McDaniel, our favorite head coach. Yes. Boy. Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday are already basically booked up. Yikes. Um, okay, we got it. Then we all, all of a sudden got a lot to get to. We got one game in uh, Major League Baseball postseason, 4 o'clock. You have Yankees-Guardians in the Bronx. Series tied at 2. It's a game 5. Winner goes on to the ALCS. I mean, everybody's pulling for Cleveland. And they will take on the Houston Astros, uh, the winner of that. You see Garrett Cole has told Aaron Boone that a day after pitching 110 pitches he's and then gonna, hopping on a flight, he's, he, can, he can go if they need him. Yeah. Did you see the other stat that Garrett Cole's $36 million makes just under what the entire pitching staff makes for the Guardians? Probably, yeah. That, make, that tracks and makes sense. $37 million He's a percent. very highly paid man. And, but that's one thing I love about Garrett Cole, though, is he's got that dog in him. Like him... Yesterday, talking about the dude hit the danger and get rocked the baby, you know, and said that he's Garrett Cole's daddy. The response that Garrett Cole gave, it, I mean, he was like, "Yeah, it's cute." Like he is, he, the look on his face, he looked like he was about to, he wanted to rip that dude's head off. Garrett Cole's got that that dog in him, but um, game five tonight. Yankees Guardians. So the Guardians have a fifty-six point five million dollar payroll. Payroll. Uh, say that again. Fifty-six point five. We love it. They have got, they've got it. twenty million in retained, and then they've got eleven and a half yeah. million in buried. So that's other contracts they're paying for. Yeah. The Yankees have a two hundred and fourteen point seven million dollar payroll. Mm-hmm. How crazy would it be if your league championship series were San Diego, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Houston? Would Everybody have, saw that one coming. It would have been so much better for Seattle. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Literally upsets across the board would have been insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mariner fan got all upset uh, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> you just can't do it. Oh, my goodness. 
What? Uh, they were all upset yesterday uh, because the Astros put out a graphic that said "See you next year" with a broom, and they were they were very upset about that. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I mean, like it was. First of all, come on, it's sports. Lighten up, people. The thing that I also found hilarious was that yesterday, after the Seahawks beat Arizona. The Seahawks themselves put out a Photoshop of, remember Cliff Kingsbury during the COVID draft in his living room that mm-hmm. looked like something out of, like, Jackie Treehorn's pad at uh, Big Lebowski? Yes. They Photoshopped Pete Carroll's face over uh, Cliff Kingsbury's with, in the clouds, an L floating in the clouds. <laughs> it was good. Trolling Arizona. It was good Photoshopping. And... Like, the same people that were upset with the Astros were the same fan base that was on, that was on Cloud9 that the Seahawks were doing it. Social media is adorable. And I, I think like part of it is... People the, are like, this is classless. Is it really? Oh, no, I mean, What's cla- the Astros are classless. People. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, for different reasons yes. than that. That's what I'm saying, like... Don't go that. That's not the reason why they're classless. Listen, listen this is, this is full-on uh, super troopers. Our, our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah. His shenanigans are cruel and evil. That's that's the difference. The Astros' shenanigans are cruel and evil. Yeah. The, the Seahawks' shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah. And get over yourself. No, you get over yourself. Come you on. you were very much you were very much on the evil empire side. You just get to, this is part yeah. of it. Well, yes. I also you am on you the side of... You don't get cheeky and fun. You I'm, don't, you don't I, get to win and be evil, but also, like, <laughs> we can have fun, cheeky I'm, little memes. I am on the side of lighten up, people. It's sports. No, My you goodness. are dark, evil empire. You never lighten up. That uh, is what you do. That is your yeah. stick. You you get to be the thing that everybody throws darts at. Yeah, it, that's fine and, and cool. Um, enjoy taking your ambulance. And that right on that is the them. Stadium. That's what they get. Yeah. Um, but that was funny. That those games though were awesome. And up in Seattle, that environment, it looked like it was electric on Saturday. Eighteen inning marathon. That is so much of just like investment for that long was like six and a half hours for fans. And by all accounts, right when the doors open, they flooded in. So they're in there like two hours before. You're talking like they had a full on work day there. They had like an eight-hour day at the ballpark because you were there two hours before first pitch, and then you go for a six-and-a-half-hour game. That is awesome. I hope I and I hope Seattle has more experiences like that they, in the postseason they because will. it is it is one of the best things to go to a postseason baseball game and feel that energy, feel how electric the atmosphere is. And eighteen innings, scoreless baseball or 17 innings of scoreless baseball for Jeremy Pena, Gojard. That series was, it may have been a sweep. That did not play like a, a series that was a sweep. That was down to the wire. It was. All three games. All three games. And technically, uh, they played a whole extra game. So it was like a four-game sweep. Wow. What? They made wow. it to game four. They got to uh, the entire next game. Should they have just kicked everybody out at, after inning number nine? So, all right, we got game four tickets. Come on in. Bring them back. Yeah. And, and everybody stuck around. How could you ever leave that? No. I, listen, if you're there, you can't leave. 
Speaking of leaving, gotta get out of here now. I gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna go rec- record a show with uh, Portland General Manager uh, Joe Cronin. Hey, Joe Cronin. Hey, there's a surprise. All right. <laughs> well, I just found out I will be back here at seven for Ducks Roundtable. Yeah. So, <laughs> good luck to you, buddy. Should I bring breakfast? Uh, wait, what did you say? Should I bring breakfast? Breakfast? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. You you mumbled those words. I did not know what the words <laughs> out of your mouth were. Uh, but it kind of sounded like that, like Charlie Brown's teacher. All right, uh, we will be back tomorrow from noon to 3. Have a great Monday. See you Tuesday right here on The Fan. Bye. Are you stupid or something? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.